Hi there and welcome to The Green Age, uh, The Green Room. Uh, we are on episode 34, eight months. What an ordeal that has been. I mean, still is, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's been very interesting times, hasn't it? Yeah, interesting times. Um, apart from coronavirus, there's been a hell of a lot of news that we haven't been able to cover for, for various reasons, but hopefully today... We're going to get onto some of those topics. Yeah, I think we're, we're going to start off um, by by talking through this Green Homes Grant scheme that was announced in <clears throat> in June, and we're just seeing sort of vouchers beginning to be issued now. Uh, and then, as you say, we'll, we'll come on to some of the the kind of topics that have recently come up in in the industry. Yeah. Um, so, a bit of background on the scheme. Do you want to far away? Sure. So uh, it is approximately um, well, it's between one and a half and two billion pounds, which is yeah. Although they did announce another billion pounds yesterday, did they? Yeah. So I don't know well, if that adds to to it taking it sort of two and a half. But anyway, plenty of money. Yeah. So the the background was so in back in May the government were. Uh, planning on having a scheme like this launch and then they gave some more meat to the bones in July when they announced it and they said it was going to launch in September yeah. there were some problems to it but essentially it is a heck of a lot of money designed to help homeowners mm-hmm. improve the thermal efficiency of their properties installing things like solid wall insulation loft cavity you name it mm-hmm. um, and I'd say it is extremely generous compared to you know some of the schemes that we encountered in the past yeah yeah i mean since 2011 when we started this um i don't think we've any seen any schemes really as generous no i mean the, that voucher green green home the one that lasted sort of three days yeah i mean 20 million pounds i mean it was a yeah. drop in the ocean compared to this um, so. so this is extremely generous and i think the other thing that is quite unusual about it is that well two things i guess number one it's not focusing on any heating systems at all, really. I mean, apart from solar thermal, but no kind of normal heating system like boilers or heat pumps or anything like that. So it is insulation, um, primarily. And then the other thing is that anyone can get it, um, which again is, you know, it's normally been that people need to be on certain government entitlements to be able to be eligible for it. But basically, if you own a house um, or uh, if you're a landlord, um, and it can actually be a park home as well. Yeah, a social um, landlord as well. Actually. Yeah, you can you can access this funding. So you know, with the with the minimum energy efficiency standards that we talked about previously, where if you're renting a property, it has to be a certain level of efficiency. You know, now is the time to to crank it up essentially and hit that higher rating because there's money available. Um, so how much is it? What am I going to be getting? Yeah, so, I mean, I know you mentioned a little bit about means testing and stuff. So there's one big component and a small addendum to that component. The big component is, or the headline is, um, if any, anyone gets it, it's worth up to £5,000. Um, you have to, there's a, there's a self-contribution element to it, which I'll get to in a second. But if you are on entitlements... Um, which you know, there's there's kind of like a long list you can read on the government website. You can actually get up to ten thousand pounds worth of funding with no, no contribution, no contribution yeah. at all. Yeah. But I think it's the five thousand pounds is is the main one that I guess is going to hit more of our listeners, stroke viewers. Yes, mm. because we are on YouTube. As we well. are. We're, <laughs> we're everywhere. Um, so 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 five grand, right? So I how how does it work? 
Right, so so say for instance, the easiest thing would be to describe it using uh, an example. So for, say for instance, uh, I want external solid wall insulation. So that's where you put insulation to the outside of the property. So this isn't cavity wall, this, this is a cavity wall, this is a more extrusive measure. So scaffolding involved, all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, you have that fixed to the property. It's going to cost me £10,000, say, mm -hmm. for argument's sake. So um, £10,000... Five thousand pounds will go towards towards it with this voucher. So that means then me as the homeowner will only contribute five thousand pounds of okay. it. Okay. Okay, but the but the maximum amount you can get is a five thousand pounds. So right. if say it costs four thousand pounds, mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't get five thousand pounds. I'd have to contribute a third of that four thousand okay. pounds. Okay. So Which so I can't without, quite work the maths. No, 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 that's fine. So without trying to be overly confusing if you get if the job is seven and a half thousand pounds you'll get a full number. five thousand pound grant yes yeah as soon as it's say let's do six thousand pounds because that mm -hmm. makes it easy yep. so if, the, if it's a six thousand pound job you would get four thousand pounds worth of grant because you get two-thirds of it covered and you'd have to fund two thousand pounds yourself so it's basically you're getting two-thirds covered up to a maximum of five thousand pounds but I mean, the important thing is though, um, if say for instance, then in, at the same time you want to do things like loft insulation, mm -hmm. um, you want to do windows, which is not a prime prime measure, you can um, do more than one measure yeah. to increase the overall uh, contract cost. Yeah. So actually you benefit for the full 5,000 pounds. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and, it, and it's really important. I mean, if, if the grant is available and these grants aren't available often, it's worth trying to get as much of it as you can if you're yes. intending to do anything to your home. Um, but as you rightly say, if, if you want to do windows and windows is the only thing you want to do, that is classed as a secondary measure. Yeah. Um, so you wouldn't be able to do it. So you need to take one of the insulation measures, one of the primary measures. So we're looking cavity wall insulation, solid wall insulation. Mm -hmm. um, I think room in the roof is still there, although yes. there's talk of removing room it. Room roof, there's floor. But, um, floor insulation, loft insulation. Yes. So there's this kind of stuff. So you can see they are very very much focused on, on improving the thermal envelope of your property. Um, so uh, what I was going to say is uh, it's, it's, um, there's going to be, although it's a large amount of money mm -hmm. and the government have said, or just yesterday extended it to March 2022, yeah. which is approximately Love 16 that. months away. Yeah. I would say though, anyone is interested to, to just get in there now. I mean, get in there now in a sense that find an installer, yeah. get the quotes in, mm -hmm. uh, look over the quotes and then get, you know, get your um, project aligned so you know exactly when it's going to be booked. Because the thing is, once, once you've got the voucher, you've actually got three months to complete the works. Mm -hmm. So, and, and the thing is, what we've seen with other schemes, I know it's a, it's a heck of a lot more money, yeah. but it is going to be effectively on a first come, first serve basis. It is, and I, th I think the other the other thing that um, is worth mentioning, it's quite limited. The number of people that can actually do the works are quite limited. Yeah. So with these schemes, there's a lot of paperwork involved, as, as you might expect, and a lot of installers don't really want to do paperwork. They just want to do the installing side of things. Um, so actually, the number of companies that can do the works is relatively limited number at the moment. Obviously, as the time goes on, that will increase as more companies join up to it 
but that means that that is probably going to be the limiting factor in terms of getting works done trying to find someone who can fit you in and get the works done before the voucher your voucher you know goes out of date or the scheme itself finishes so it is worth you know moving on it relatively quickly there's a, there's a there's a good element to it though actually so although you've got all <clears> of this framework well government framework so basically paperwork paperwork um, but um, the applicators or the installers who are approved to do these measures they actually have to go through quite an onerous certification process yeah so it's called the past 2035 framework within that i mean it's just kind of jargon but most of the installers we passed 2030 approved which is like an element of this 2035 framework and i'm going on a little bit with these acronyms but the important thing is once they've got that they are going to be listed, these companies, on a, on a government website called Trustmark. Mm -hmm. Now, you might have heard about Trustmark. Um, you've probably seen traders out there, electricians and you know air conditioning fitters and stuff, have the Trustmark logo. Well, with this framework and the installers going through this scheme, you can be kind of rest assured. Not only are they kind of good, as I say, on the tools, um, but actually their procedures and processes are there. So actually, you know, if there's problems, you know, there's, there's a remediation ways to, to do this. And I'd say the most important thing as well is um, to get access to the grant, these installers have to offer 25-year warranties, mm -hmm. which is good, which is, which is effectively you know, a, li a long lifetime on, on a property. So if you're going to do it, you want to do it once, and you want to be rest assured that actually these measures... They're going to last, last, right? Yeah. yeah, I think that's fair. So you might pay less doing it privately outside the scheme, but actually with this scheme, you're going to get the quality assurance and you will get kind of long-term warranties and, and, and things like that. And, and we are seeing, I think it's fair to say, that <clears throat> if you go via this scheme, you are going to, play a, you are going to pay a slight premium. Um, so obviously not more than the £5,000, but you are going to pay a little bit more than probably you normally would. Um, and that really is in relation to the kind of the paperwork, the, the hassle of the administration side of it, paying for warranties and all this sort of thing normally you know you you wouldn't potentially or you may not get if you were doing an install mm. um so as you say i think it's really good for peace of mind uh that you know the, these people know what they're doing and these frameworks are put in place they're fiddly but they're put in place to protect the customers right so they're quite an important thing i'd mm -hmm. say so what, what i'd <clears throat> worth mentioning is so we talked a little bit about um, external wall insulation it's probably a good idea to because it, it all kind of sounds great, you know, we want things kind of insulated and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that, but people don't really understand what's involved on a, on a project like that, because okay. it is a building project. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, absolutely. And the people have never done building work. You're going to put me on the spot here. What's, what's involved? <laughs> right. And how long does it take? Okay, fine. And what so, do I have to be aware of? Okay, so if you, um, so typically it's houses built pre-1930s, a solid wall construction. So they don't have, there's no cavity. And so in the 1930s, they started building walls. Of, they were basically two skins of brick. And it was so water could go through the first skin and then would go down the cavity and you wouldn't get any damp issues. Before then, well, after then, you know, they, they used also the cavity, they put insulation in it. So that obviously improved thermal efficiency as well. So no damp and improved thermal efficiency. So prior to 1930, you basically got one solid skin of brick. It's two bricks thick, but it's just one big solid skin. So to insulate that, what we're doing is attaching insulation to the outside. Um, the good news is that because it's going on the outside, you're not limited by space necessarily. 
so you can add a lot more insulation you know if your cavity is only 50 mil thick you could only put 50 mil of insulation in there externally you know I, we've known people to go up to 250 mil of insulation yeah. obviously that's taking it to an extreme but you are not limited so you can take thermal efficiency as far as you want but essentially what they're doing is they're sticking insulation boards to the outside of the property um, with a cementitious adhesive yeah um, and then they would use a mechanical fixing uh, that's going to go through and it's basically it looks a bit like a nail but it's got a very big head on the nail mm. and it's going to go through the insulation board into the brick or block work underneath and that really holds the boards in place you've got an adhesive in the fixings and then on top of the insulation boards, and, and when I'm talking insulation boards, we're either talking EPS, um, extended poly, expanded polystyrene, um, which is graphite enhanced, or a mineral wool product. Yeah. Uh, Kingspan K5 is one, and you can get wood fibre. Um, but all of these are specifically designed to improve thermal efficiency. So I've stuck my insulation board on, I put my pins through, I then put a layer of base coat on. So this is about a six, seven mil thick layer of, of adhesive. Um, again, it's cementitious. Um, and we sink a fiberglass mesh into that. And we're normally looking about six, seven mil. Um, and that basically is a very flexible layer. So it allows the, allows the property to flex. So older render systems, sand and cement, and some of the monocouche systems, you know, they're, they're very, very thick, you know, up to 25 mil, just the render layer. And there's no flex in that. So when your building expands in the summer and shrinks in the winter, the render can crack and then you get water ingress and then you get all sorts of issues. So the idea between these, you know, these thin coat systems that are going on the insulation panels is that they don't crack and they move with the building. Um, so we've got a six mil layer of base coat. It's got the fiberglass mesh in. And then we put a silicon render on the top. And the silicon render is flexible. It's breathable. It's hydrophobic, which means it repels water. So it's kind of got self-cleaning properties, I guess you describe it as. Um, they can be dinned to any colour under the sun. Uh, and there's various different grain finishes and that sort of thing. So you can basically tailor the house to look however you want it to. Um, and if you put it onto a property, it really brings it to life and makes it look like a brand new house, to be honest. Um, with the added benefit of the thermal, sort of thermal savings and energy efficiency gains. So it sounds like a lot is going on. Do I have to live in a hotel for two weeks? While this well, is the, the good news is the works are done primarily externally. Um, so thing, there are a few things that you might need to you know, get your, the guys coming inside the house for, uh, potentially extending goo, uh, gas flue pipes. Um, if you are changing any of the waste pipes, you may lose a toilet for a day. Um, so you know while, while they're extending pipes etc etc so it's worth being aware mm. of that but typically there's no um, real you know uh, invasion yeah. of, of kind of your living space because the scaffolding is up on the outside of the house so everything is done there um, and a job you know if, if we compare it to a cavity wall insulation job which loads of people have had done this this is going to take considerably longer, so maybe two weeks for a you know end of terrace house. Um, it may even take a bit longer than that, depending on the size. Uh, so it is definitely going to take longer. There is a huge amount more to it than the other forms of insulation. However, as I said before, you know you can add as much insulation as you want, and actually the energy savings are significant. Um, so it's you know it's quite interesting. So definitely, whereas internal, for instance, it's it's complete kind of overhaul of 
your yeah, day-to-day life. I mean, the, the internal wall insulation is a very interesting one. I, I'm not a fan because... So if, if I put insulation internally, right, the, the purpose of the insulation is it's slowing the movement of heat from one side to the other, right? So if I, if I put insulation externally on the outside of brick, so externally, what I'm talking about now, um, the heat will travel through the brick, it'll sort of hit the insulation, and essentially won't be able, I mean, it will very, very slowly, but the insula- insulation will stop the heat traveling out of the house. So the brick will get nice and warm, mm-hmm. right? It then acts as a heat store, it keeps the home nice and warm, no issues. As soon as you put insulation internally, what you're doing is you're stopping any heat from your heating system escape through the brick wall. So it stops at the insulation layer, which means the brick can basically, is privy to whatever the external environment yep. is. So if it is wet and freezing, the brick, which would normally have heat traveling through it, if you didn't have any insulation, because your heating system would turn on, radiators would come on, that heat would just travel through the wall. It would always keep the walls at a certain temperature. Mm. As soon as I have internal wall insulation, it keeps the inside of the house really nice and toasty warm. But because you've got no heat traveling through the wall, um, it, as I said, it's privy yep. to all, all sorts of potential issues. I'm not saying they're definitely going to occur, but they can. Mm. So things like interstitial condensation, mm. um, which, you know, it's, it's, it can cause issues. If it gets wet, the wall is wet and it freezes outside, those walls potentially could freeze. Mm. Um, and that, for me, is why external wall insulation is always better than internal, just from a, a sort of scientific point of view. Yeah. And that doesn't then go into, if I want to put it in the kitchen, I've got to move every kitchen cabinet off mm. and then reinstall them. Or I've got to move all the radiators off the wall and re-put them on. Um, so it's another reason why I think a lot of people will look to external wall insulation instead of internal. Yeah. And, and space. Yeah. So I'm doing a lot of talking at the moment. No, it's fine. I was just, <laughs> I was just thinking. So um, one other measure we forgot was flat roof insulation. Mm-hmm. So that's the one that counts. I, I had... We, we had a, um, basically a, um, sorry, a bit of background noise there. We had a, um, a customer who has done a lot to the house. Mm-hmm. And he asked me this week, he's like, well, you know, I can't get any more external insulation. I've got external insulation. But I said, you know, I quite like the sound of this grant. Should I be doing my floors? Okay. And what was your answer? Well, I, I said to him, um, you do realize, well, in a non-condescending way, I said, um, heat rises. I bet you were condescending. No, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, I was very nice. Uh, I said, heat rises, and generally why we feel discomfort is it's normally the drafts that come through the floorboards and stuff. Mm-hmm. So provided, you know, you've got things like draft excluders and carpets and things like that, and, you know, you're well insulated otherwise, um, it's not really worth worth it to do the floor insulation. Yeah, I think that's Because it's a lot of, lot of upheaval. And the thing is, you've got to rip up the floorboards and... You know, you can cause more damage, and you've got to replace them, yeah. and so forth. So, um, unless you're um, doing things like uh, I don't know, fitting underfloor heating at the same time, yeah, then I would do it at that point. But I just wouldn't do it as a standalone measure. So that's a yeah. really tricky, tricky measure because um, although it is, it is as part of the approved measures, um, it's it's a really, really niche one. I would say. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's fair. Um, I think that's fair. And we're, we're seeing a lot of room in the roof, which became really popular. Yeah. Room in the roof insulation, um, which is when you're putting the insulation on the on the angle of a slope sort of ceiling, I guess, in, in your kind of loft rooms, if, if they exist in your house. Um, and again, 
it's pretty niche, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but it can be done. Uh, you know, a lot of people are doing it. Um, so it's I don't know. It's quite it's quite been quite an interesting year, year and a bit. I, I don't know. Do you remember last year we were saying we're talking about this um, domestic heating strategy? Yeah. Do you think we, with this um, scheme where the government have actually gone, uh, well, it's all about insulation again, do you think they've done a little bit of a 180? I don't think so. I think, I, I, I think there's an element of panic. And I, I, so I think, number one, they're, they're trying to push this because they're trying to get the economy going and this is a relatively yeah. easy way. They can get lots of new jobs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I have read they are going to try and put 600,000 heat pumps in mm. annually now, which is a really big number. So clearly they're, they're not leaving the heating thing. Yeah. It's just I think they've done the heating thing to death. Yes. Um, and actually this is something that you know five grand I would consider doing it if I got that as a contribution you know if I get it for a boiler it's a no brainer yeah. you know even if my boiler's only a year old I'd think about doing it because <laughs> it's you know a brand new boiler that comes with a massive warranty so the way they've done it I guess is to encourage people to do things that they think long term will actually really help Yeah. but not just feed something that doesn't need feeding mm -hmm. i.e. if I need a new boiler I've got to put a new boiler in mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah no that's um, fair that's fair but I think it's I just I, thought it was a bit confusing you know because they were saying stuff about heating and then now oh it's you know fabric first which I've always thought to be honest is which is, is the most the, sensible the best, route best, as we, talk, yeah, we talked about that a lot I, uh, there's, there's some really weird stuff coming from the government at the moment yeah um, you know this electric car thing which on the face of come it to that, yeah. on the face of it sounds fantastic 2030 so they moved it forward from 20 uh, 2040 to 2030 yeah so every electric car sold from 2030 has to be electric now i don't know if it has to be electric and there is some um combustible engine in there i i, I was looking for that hybrid thing but from the i mean i should have read past the headlines i, I, really, I, I did should. the same yeah uh I, I i think i think it's fully electric yeah so there's for me <laughs> right I mean, we might be talking a while about this one, but so if you put every car electric, right, make every car electric, so obviously that doesn't mean on day one we're going to lose, you know, whatever, 30 million cars are suddenly going to all become electric because people will keep running their cars for 15 years and then mm. they'll replace them over time. However, we are in no position. I mean, we are so far because you know being what the ready. Because you know what the thinking is. The thinking is we're going to have so many wind farms we but need then, to use the electricity then, then we'll use we'll have the electric so this is awesome so on a on a random tuesday yes. yeah tuesday night in 2032 Listen, we're not against wind farms we love wind farms by the way but, no, no, but, but i mean they, in 2032 random tuesday night the wind doesn't blow yeah and because we're we've got lots of wind in theory <laughs> we've got lots of wind. um we've got lots of wind power windy, in, yeah. in theory yeah um but but the wind doesn't blow no one's cars are charging mm. so you need to the problem with inter, uh, intermittent energy supplies so we're talking anything you know if the wind blows you make power if the sun shines you make power with solar electricity um you need to match it with basically a, a form that is predictable so tidal you know tide, tidal energy is is kind of a funny one because you can predict it mm. but there are times when you are producing none um, so things like nuclear 
Now they're building. If, if we had ninety percent nuclear, if we went France, it would make sense. It would yeah. work, yeah. right? Yeah. But but at the moment, you know, we've got a lot of our nuclear energy is coming to the end of its useful life, and it seems to me that if everyone goes electric, where the hell are we going to get all the electricity from? And here's here's a theory. So we could be cutting one hand off, and then you know doing something wrong with the other. So I, we're, we're taking we're taking the we're taking the diesel and petrol. Out, yeah. So we're reducing carbon, but then we need power to power the electrical. So then we need yeah. carbon. So we need to, to power burn gas and, to, and transmission losses. Yeah. Which is over thirty percent to to make it. And in you know you look and listen, at we're not rubbishing electric cars. Again, we love electric no, cars. No, I, I, I had a the hybrid it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but the you know if you look at California where it's sunny and you put solar panels on Brown and nuts. you have like a a garage that has your solar panels on the you know Tesla stuff that's and great. you put solar panels yeah. on it powers your car and stuff. That's all really good and well. But I'm looking outside. You know, we're now in November. The weather's pretty rubbish. Your car's not going far on the solar power, solar power no. produced from your solar panels at the moment. Um, so, I think, and also the other thing that you know, we we put in place a um, a capability for petrol or diesel to be delivered across the country, right? Because mm-hmm. we have the stations, we have you know, the infrastructure. yeah, refineries yeah. Yeah. in the yeah. right place, mm-hmm. and we have, everything is in place to do it. Yeah. What's going to happen to that? Well, I mean, it's it's interesting. So uh, BP announced a a one eighty degree turn in their strategy. So they're going all buying wind farms and stuff like that. And investors didn't like it. The the price absolutely tanked. Right. I mean, they are up again share price wise. Um, but it's just I think people are a bit confused about the messaging. It's like which which way are we supposed to go? You know. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, twenty in twenty twenty. Um. 2030 it's not a long time yeah it's, it's 10 years to, to basically convert everything which one to me sounds like a heck of a lot of cash to get all that stripped out retrofitted or whatever and to build the infrastructure to be able to support that yeah and to have the power sources predictable uh so we can run run the electric cars yeah uh so i don't know interesting times yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that was a really weird announcement. I think they, I mean, the announcement's coming thick and fast, aren't they? They're all pretty peculiar. But I think, um, just going back to this, you know, the Greenhomes grant thing very briefly, I think if you are planning on, on doing anything in terms of improving thermal efficiency, if there is a requirement on your EPC, for example, and your landlord that says you need to do it, so I have flipped here completely. No, no, it's, it's, topic. It's... Um, I think now is literally the best time to do it because... It is so rare the government is willing to give you five grand to do anything. Mm. Just run with it, use it, um, and you know, improve it. And it will make a massive difference. There's eight million solid wall properties in the UK. You know, if they could just do half of that, the energy savings would be enormous. And then I'd be slightly less worried that we're not replacing, you know, the eight nuclear power stations that are due to go offline yeah. in the next fifteen years. That's fair. Um, because our energy you know, so demand would be much lower. Um, but I can't, I can't quite see how they're going to make it work. I don't understand their sums at the moment. But I mean, what I'd say, just one thing is, um, a lot of people are thinking about doing stuff because we, you know, spent a lot, lot more time in our homes, you know, for various reasons. And, you know, people are looking to improve. Mm-hmm. So people are doing extensions and, and 
of conversion. So if you are going to do works, it's it's a perfect time to fit fit the yeah you know, the, fit the retrofit in works and, yeah get a bit of money off yeah and just keep the whole thing cost effective yeah yeah uh, but it just just means you have to obviously manage it a bit more because you know potentially is another contractor in there who's doing that but um, you know it should be should be manageable mm -hmm. uh, and then you know we obviously as we've said in summary it's a good amount of cash um, try try and get there fast you know try and try and plan it and um, and obviously you know do do some more due diligence and make sure you know make sure you, you don't kind of lose out on it before it disappears now we we haven't done one of our green room episodes for as you say since lockdown really so since february March. so we're still trying to improve this room so hopefully we'll um, some enhancements yeah so there may have been some random noises you may have heard during this one yes. um but we are we're back we're going to start trying to do it every couple of weeks um and so if you've got any topics that you want to find out more about uh, then do get in touch. Um, you can go on to Facebook and type in the Green Age and we're there. Or go onto the website. I think the word is ubiquitous. It means we're everywhere. Okay, I hope it, I hope that's the yeah. word. I don't want to sound like a prat. Um, and then uh, if, if you want to get us on, you know, if you want to download the podcast and listen to it, uh, you can go to um, well, Apple. Apple, I can't remember Pod, them now. Uh, Podbean, Podbean, we've got Stitcher, yeah. we've got, um, what's the one, the Swedish company? TuneIn, Tune in, uh, Spotify. Spotify, that's it. Um, so, you know, you can get it, you can get it anywhere. Um, we, we're, we're excited, you know, we're, we're getting the supports growing for it. So thank you for, for listening and thank you for watching. And this one's going to be relatively short. Um, Over a thousand subscribers, so thank you for, you know, subscribing and having, having us, you know, as one of your favourite channels. So. In your ears. Yeah, <laughs> so. um, and uh, and then but we will be back in a couple of weeks, uh, and we'll put a bit more structure in place, and then yes. uh, we'll see how we get on. Great, but thank you for listening and watching. Mm -hmm.